0: You know what, my Jeeps? I love you. And that's not just the fit Aid talking. You're listening to Stronger Together, where I get to talk to the gym peeps of CrossFit Fort Pierce. Look, I haven't asked you this even one time yet, but why don't you go ahead and pack those lats and punch out that subscribe button to make sure that the next time that we're talking to one of our awesome people, you're not late to the conversation. If you do that for me and i'm gonna let you hear this conversation where tony and i chop it up with longtime crossfit athlete and world traveler dana head dana's one of those guys that i feel like i could just talk to forever and i feel better when i do in this episode dana talks about staying active getting disciplined battling covid and his five months at camp tony hope you enjoy this one as much as we did people let's get into it I'm
1: passionate about travel. I've spent a lot of my, actually, like, most of my adult life traveling, whether that be, like, for choice and vacation or through work, but I also have, like, sort of made my life work be around travel, too, so I've traveled a lot for work and never really stayed put as an adult, which is sort of what brought me to Fort Pierce in the first place as well, but... So you came to Fort Pierce to be an adult? (laughs) No, I came to Fort Pierce uh, through my job, which has me travel a lot. So I came for a work project. But I would say, uh, yeah, I mean, part of the time being in Fort Pierce certainly was me becoming an adult.
0: Okay. Yeah. And have you always been like a surfer? I know you're a surfer now. Has that been part of who you've always been? Yeah. So when
1: I when I moved here, it was my intention to get into like all the Florida water activities that I could. Basically, so I bought a stand up paddle board right when I came, um, and wanted to really get into surfing. And I ended up doing it a few times. Uh, while I was out here, but I got caught up in work and some other things and never really like put in the time to learn surfing the way I am now.
0: Okay. And dude, I don't normally do this with our podcast guests, but I'm going to say this to you. If I looked like you, I would make sure that I was a water person too. Like I would never be anywhere where my shirt would have to be on. I would never <laughs> be and any of these, no shirts, no service. Like, so I'm not shocked that you became uh, a a, a water driven person um, and speaking of gorgeous, can you set the record straight? Are you and Tony related? Are you paternal <laughs> or identical to you? If not, then how did you get to know Tony?
1: <laughs> no, but there are certainly quite a few people that not only think we are related, but actually the same person. Right.
2: He's he's taken some uh, smacks on the butt for me by males. So it's been, it's been kind of nice having a – A twin around town
1: (laughs) (laughs) and then tony and i are like very competitive and very similar in a lot of ways so i think kind of immediately when i met him back when i first came down here there was sort of like a brotherly bond that um maybe which is why other people think we're brothers as well
0: when you came down here uh years ago were you active in crossfit fort pierce then
1: yeah, I, uh, so Tony was actually probably the first person I met when I came to Fort Pierce. Um, I started coming for some initial meetings for this project I was going to be on. And outside of maybe any contacts I met directly through work, uh, I knew I wanted to be doing CrossFit when I got here. So I looked up CrossFit on Google Maps and I called both numbers to price shop around and see what the best deal was. And Tony answered both times. And he's like, I just talked to you. And I was like, oh, okay. So I guess I'll be going to one of your gyms.
0: <laughs> nice. I believe that's a monopoly. But but uh, if you're any lawyers listening, uh, buzz off. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what's the difference between the Dana who joined the gym a few years ago and the Dana, who joined the gym a few months ago?
1: Well, I'm a lot. I mean, five years, you know, and a lot can happen in five years. But I would say um, when I joined the gym back in 2015, I was in what I thought was probably like pretty good shape for my life, maybe like one of the fittest I had felt like I had been. Um, And then when I first got down here, I started training with Tony a lot because I had a lot of time on my hands at the beginning too. Um, And I started like really realizing that there was kind of like this next level of uh, fitness that I could achieve through actual like being in there, the hard work, the dedication that like normally my life didn't really provide because I travel so much. So just Mm. spending that time and putting in the time with somebody who's as, as structured as Tony was really good. And I saw benefits. But then, like I said, the same way that some of the like, passion for wanting to get into surfing and all that. The job just got so busy uh, that I kind of ended up letting it fall away. So coming back this time, um, you know, I started going back to CrossFit down here as soon as the gym reopened after quarantine. Um, And I had been working out during quarantine, but you know, it was a bit limited and my creativity is a bit limiting. So I was kind of repeating some of the same things and since, since this time being around, I've actually like stuck with the dedication and structure and stuff that I like kind of wish I had before. And that was only afforded to me because, you know, I'm finally not having to travel for COVID and I'm staying put in one spot. And because I actually moved into Tony's house, so that kind of uh, made it fairly easy. And yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah so. I can imagine we're going to get a lot of fan mail um, to want to know exactly what it's like to live at Tony's house. And
2: that's what we're doing this podcast for. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, open well, the I, doors. Open the doors, Neil.
0: Listen, this is a fans only episode here. So, please fans only account to see the video version of this conversation.
2: I, um I, there's one time when Dana was like, yeah, for the last month, I just told everyone that I um pretty much had had food shoved in front of me and was told to eat it, had no decisions to make. And I didn't realize how boss I was with food until that comment was made. Let me, let
1: me tell, let me tell the bet. Let me tell this better. <laughs> So, I, so <laughs> I got on a FaceTime call with a couple of my buddies, probably like <clears throat> five weeks into staying over here. Now, now,
0: does Tony let you have one phone call per day? Like, how does this quarantine jail at Tony's house work?
1: Yeah, I, you know, sometimes it definitely does kind of bounce between uh, quarantine and and then feeling a little, you know, like I'm on something that I don't really know what it is. And it's, you know, I aptly, I think, named it uh, BBT, which is the bo- body by Tony. <laughs> (laughs)
0: Yes. It reminds me of that moment. Like, I don't know if anybody listening is old enough to remember like Maury Povich when like the smart aleck kids that thought they had the world figured out would be mouthing off. And then all of a sudden the drill sergeant would walk out. And be like, You don't know what's coming to you, you're gonna come with me. And then like thirty days later be a new episode and the kids got a different haircut and they're using manners and like we don't know if there's electroshock therapy, but you know, when I met you and you moved into town, I thought you were gorgeous. And now, uh, you know, all this time later, I was like, Oh, that's what gorgeous looks like. So there's clearly a physical difference in this boot camp that you've gotten moving in the corner. But I'm sorry, yeah. you were saying you were on the FaceTime with... Yeah,
1: no. So I was, on, I was on the FaceTime and my some of my buddies could tell already start seeing, you know, sort of some of like a physical difference. And they were just like, okay, so Dana, what are, you, what are you doing that's like working so well? And I just said, well, you know, I haven't decided what or when I eat in the last five weeks. So, I mean, that really goes a long way when all those decisions are made for you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What have you learned being in... Tony's routine box and, and maybe let's, let's back up because uh, s- s- some of us get a chance to uh, know Tony well enough, but none of us have ever shared a sleeping bag like you have for the last five months. <laughs> What's it been like, what can you say about Tony uh, and his discipline as a person? Many of us have uh, had the opportunity to hear him talk about his discipline and he's open with how he lives his life, but you've seen, um, firsthand and then also fly on the wall about, uh, how he lives his life. What can you say about the discipline and, and,
2: uh, Oh, this is going
0: to be good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know,
1: everyone probably knows this just from no matter how much they've interacted with Tony at the gym or not or whatnot, but he's a very structured person. You know, I mean, that's probably one of the main like core drives behind the way he operates. Right. So, uh, the same way he is at the gym, I mean, it, it goes at home too. So he's, he's got like very rigid structures and routines and um, sets things up so that they become very efficient. So it's honestly, I think it's just an extension really of what, you know, he's teaching us at CrossFit that like the most efficient movement is going to be the movement that's going to allow you to do something faster, or lift something heavier. So it's like, he he sets that up to all the things that he does at home too. So whether it's the meal prep, or the shopping for the meal prep, which Tony goes to Publix probably every day, whether he needs to or not. Like, I think it's like sort of a security blanket for him. The sweet
2: potatoes, I found out, are a big issue for me.
0: Those are his binkies.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, you know, especially coming from like the way I've lived my life, which has been so not having necessarily so much structure because of this constant travel. Um, it's been a good learning lesson for me to see how you really like set goals and stick to them. And it's building routines around them and, you know, really being uh, strong and sticking with those routines.
0: Hmm. Yeah, thank you for that. I want to allow you to save some of it for your tell-all book. But I'm really glad that you've mentioned that because it's important to remember that as we're being coached, we're never going to be asked to do something that our coaches aren't willing to do themselves and aren't trying to do and working to do or doing themselves on a regular basis that, that that does make a difference and certainly um you know we all have the opportunity to see that we've had it we've had a chance to talk about the impact that tony has had on your life in a sense but um you know, tiptoeing it because we don't want to speak too much about somebody who's not here to represent herself, but also understand that it wasn't just Tony's hospitality that that uh, you know helped you. I, I want to say something. Maybe can can you back up and just start about you know what it means for you to have a uh, you know a, a, a I don't know what you call them family. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's
1: one one of the terms you can use for it. Um, yeah, I mean. Um, you know, I think probably most members in the gym do know Sabrina, those that have been there long enough, but I know there's also been a lot of, uh, new members kind of post quarantine. And for those newer members, you know, they might not have had the opportunity to meet, uh, Tony's wife, Sabrina. Um, and yeah, I mean, you know, I really can't say enough about, um, the hospitality and generosity and empathy and and things that I've learned from both of them. Um it's not just Tony in the gym, but you know, Sabrina's a really strong woman who's legitimately out there um fighting the good fight for all of us through this uh crazy time we're going through. Um and, you know, she makes a really good partner to Tony that makes Tony who he is too. So um and her and I are very similar in a lot of ways, too. And, and we've connected through that. And um, I think it's been a really cool uh, thing for all of us, I guess, to, to grow from. Um, and I know she's excited to be able to, uh, you know, get back to normal times and, and get back into the gym as well and be more involved in the community, too. So
0: so it's interesting that you talk about um, not receiving such gifts, but even learning such gifts. Can you talk a little bit more? I mean, how do you learn empathy? And what does that even mean? You know, I mean, um, I guess even just to the very uh, fact that,
1: you know, Sabrina was okay with me coming into their house and not only was she okay with it, you know, I guess, um, you know, she sort of even helped initiate the idea I had gone through, you know, a bit of a life change, which led me to realize I was going to be spending longer here and under different circumstances than, um, I originally thought. And, um, you know, Sort of serendipitously, in a very weird way, I had already had COVID, um, which was one of the reasons that, uh, one of the few reasons I think that Sabrina was okay and comfortable with me being able to come into their house, too, knowing that she is, you know, exposed uh, in her line of work. So, um, you know, that alone, I think that that is one of those lessons too, of, uh, understanding when somebody is in a situation and, and being able to kind of look at everything that's going on and, and being empathetic to a situation and, and making room, not only like, um, you know, in your life to, to be there for somebody, but like quite literally in this case in their home as well, you know,
0: Dana, what, what, uh, what's a fundamental drive that you have? If, if, if Tony's a discipline, what what's your fundamental drive these days? Um,
1: I'm a very task driven person, uh, so whether it be like my professional life or pretty much every waking moment of every day, is I my brain immediately starts going into uh, checking off tasks essentially. So um, I, I I can't sit still very often.
2: He's very uh, he's very very good at cleaning the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> which is so, which is really good because i'm very very good at making a mess in the kitchen
1: but that's hey. actually like a good example too because like sabrina saw that when i first got there is like i it is uh hard for me to sit still so like my default mode if i'm standing in a kitchen is to just kind of start like organizing things and putting them away um and so that kind of like carries over into crossfit too where uh I go, I'm a morning person. I go to the morning classes. And for me, going to CrossFit is also part of just this sort of like tasking that I have to do. So I go there and, um, you know, if, if you meet me outside the gym, I think I come off as a very like social person, but I'm also like a very different person at the gym because I'm very much just like in this tasking mode of going through this thing that's going to be part of my day. Uh, so that's really what drives me. I mean, I, that might not be what you're looking for and more of like a purpose or a passion, but you said what drives you. So that's- oh, Hold on one
0: second. What'd you say, honey? He has our address. Okay, sorry, she's interrupting. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry. And he cleans the kitchen, ladies. <laughs> and
2: Tony. Very, very good at cleaning the kitchen. <laughs>
0: Tony, we've 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 talked about you. Now uh, I'd like to invite you to talk about Dana. What, what's a difference or a shift that you've seen in Dana over the last several weeks that you've been training him?
2: Hmm. He's a really good student in the sense of um, he really wanted to know the insides and the workings of how, how he really wanted to know the insights of discipline and becoming honestly a little bit more selfish in the sense of uh, keeping his goals and keeping the standards to his goals and not allowing outside influences to deviate him from his trajectory, which is to be leaner and meaner, kind of like we were talking about Mike in the last podcast. And Mike did a great job of talking about how you have to be a little bit selfish. And I think uh, that's one of the big things that I've seen change in the last three months is where outside influences uh, once upon, upon a time used to determine the outcome of his day. And now he's okay with saying no and doing exactly what he wants to do. Hmm.
0: Dana, in all fairness, I think folks could hear this portion of the story and go, "Well, gosh, if I got to go live with tony i could I could have you know a relative amount of success too." and you've you've acknowledged that, but being as reflective as you are, can you talk about what your plan is moving forward in terms of being somebody who travels? What are you going to do differently? What's the practical shift and then the shift in thinking that you're making as you go back into traveling?
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, I guess now that I've seen some of the secrets to doing a lot of like the food prep and, and stuff like that, a lot of that was just quite literally learning, you know, how, how often to shop, what to shop for, how the t- amount of Tupperware and sizes of Tupperware and cooking and all that, like just being able to like stock your kitchen in a way to be able to do that and preparing yourself has been a, a big lesson that I would like to keep up, but again, that does get hard when, um, when you start to travel. So, I mean, I think also just learning more about the nutrition. Um, and again, it's stuff I had like listened to podcasts about and read about, and it wasn't all necessarily new to me, but just realizing that it can be done and it can be done consistently. So, you know, I've already traveled a little bit, uh, a couple times in the past few months, um, because I needed to, And, you know, just finding ways to truly seek out the best things on a menu at a restaurant um, and actually sticking to it instead of just being like, well, I'm at a restaurant. I can't eat the way I would want to if I was prepping my own food. So I'm just going to go ahead and get the chicken and waffles and saying, no, you know, just because I'm at the restaurant and I can't make the food that I want to if I was meal prepping, let's still make the best choice on there and do that consistently as often as possible. Mm. So it's just kind of, yeah, not letting the. You know, I guess there'd be excuses come up that happen, which are easy to do when you are traveling, um, mm. you know.
2: So you've been to my the whole 30 meeting, the before and after, and it's easy for me to go up there and talk to people and and it's really easy to forget things. For the meal prep, what have you learned? or What would you want to share with somebody like, hey, this is a really cool meal prep thing I notice that Tony does because it's natural for me. So there's things I do that I don't know I do. And so we've, we're very observant. So I'd like to know if there's something you would want to share with the, the gym on making meal prep easier. I,
1: I think the thing that stands out to me the most would be just buying the right equipment. Kind of like I was just alluding wow. to so when it comes to, you know, having oversized uh, pots for on top of the stove and then, really large pans about as big as your oven can fit to put veggies and things in the oven and really just committing to having the bigger things to cook with so you can cook more food at once because you know tony also doesn't have kids um he doesn't have a lot of the things that a lot of the members might have that uh other (laughs) other than me in the house apparently but um (laughs) You know, I, a lot of people have a have a lot more tying up their hands, which food prep is time consuming. so the the things you can do to just make it easier, I think that stand out the most to me are, yeah, but you know, make sure you have the right cookware oversized that way when you are gonna be making food, you can make as much of it as you possibly can and not have to do like, you know, different heats of food or something. If does one thing doesn't fit on one
0: pan, that's such an interesting point in terms of like uh, what we think or assume is the default size or the normal size because it's the default size. And Tony, I don't know if you want to speak to this, but I think it was in What the Health uh, on Netflix where we talked about how you know we just assume that our plate sizes mean something. That when we get a plate, if we don't fill it up, then we've skimped. But a plate size is just a generic or even meant to, to give different illusions. And sometimes we feel like our steak or our chicken has to be half the plate. If, not, if you want to say anything about you know the sizes, and even Tupperware, as it turns to like a meal size.
2: So uh, something I've uh, actually acknowledged or read or studied lately was that the size of your plate, you actually go with the smaller dish. Um, I don't know what the name of that dish is, but if you try to use that, the smaller dish instead of the large dish, um, you can fill up the plate a little easier and it's, it kind of tricks your eyes, tricks your brain a little bit. Um, I agree with that 100%. You don't need the big plate. You don't have to try to fill up the big plate, especially if you're trying to lose weight or cut back on calories. Using a smaller plate definitely helps.
0: I asked you to compare the you now versus the you that walked through the gym a few years ago. Talk about the differences between the gym now that you walked into a few months ago and the gym that you walked into a few years ago. How have you seen the community evolve? Yeah. um, I mean,
1: it's been great to see a lot of familiar faces of people that were there then and see that, you know, the community still has retained people, you know, for here we are five years later, um, but people that had already been there for a while, but it's also been really cool to see a lot of new faces. And um, I would say the community is, grown in its maturity as in parallel with the gym in a way. So I think, you know, kind of having two separate gyms um, did sort of like maybe not allow the community that is quite fostered today because it did kind of create a, a little bit of people that would bounce back and forth between the locations. But then you also did have people that only went to one location, whereas now it's one cohesive unit. And the gym seems to be the right size at the time, you know, and it, it, it's prepared well for to foster community and have people want to stay there and meet people and talk to people. Um, and the things, the other activities that they're doing now, like the beach wads and stuff are are great opportunities too, for people to really actually like connect and get to know each other because it's people going from, um, all the different classes that they might not normally meet because some people can only go at a specific time. So Um, it's been really cool to see. And it's also been really cool to see even, you know, the growth of the gym, um, post quarantine and people that are trying something new and taking on something new and, um, staying around. And then, you know, listening to like Mike's podcast too, of him recognizing the community and wanting to come back and stick with it and stuff too. I mean, that's really the biggest part about it is, is the community, I think.
0: Hmm. I could easily cut this. Hey, he's like, Do you want to say anything about COVID?
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, I had it early on, I guess, is, is the main thing. Main, main, yeah. Shoot. You know, I, uh, I came down here. I was living in Washington, D.C. at the time. And right when pretty much everywhere in the nation went on quarantine, drove down here to um, – be able to take care of my ex girlfriend's mom if she were to get it and just not be locked up in the city. And, uh, the day I got down here, I basically came down with a fever and, uh, had, you know, then started displaying pretty much the rest of like the well read about symptoms. And, um, three days later went and got the nostril test and was, Positive, so I isolated and you know uh, made it through it <laughs> yep
0: yeah, my my apologies to uh violating your HIPAA law, but I appreciate you sharing that. Do you want to say anything about just how uh fitness has been important for you as a routine the idea yeah, of self care
2: you I think though I think you search for the fatigue factor, the physical and mental fatigue of it's not just uh vanity, I think that you. Are trying to make yourself tired and I think that you're working hard to be able to put your head on the pillow at night to fall asleep pretty easy
1: yeah I mean if I am in a point in my life that I'm unable to be consistently working out then I'm also just not doing as well in every other aspect of my life too so for me it is something that I really like have to be doing for other areas of my life to be thriving And if I'm not, then it's very noticeable that my life is not going the direction that I want it. So that's why for me, it's also a morning thing that I want to get in there and I want to get it done. And I sometimes enjoy it too, but it also is very much just a part of something I have to do so that I can give everything else to every other aspect of my life.
0: Well, I appreciate the conversation and certainly appreciate your presence in our fitness community. And uh, thank you for your time and uh, sharing some sites with us today.
1: Dude, thank you for everything you're doing. Um, yeah, I don't know if everyone like anyone gets a chance before you trying to send these conversations to thank you for <laughs> what you're doing, but these conversations are really cool and, you know, especially for somebody who kind of like spotlights in and out every couple of years or something but like still has ties down here. It's really cool for me to get to know people, um, whether it's like new members or even somebody like Champagne who like you know, I know Champagne, but I don't really know Champagne because like if she coaches me and we surf a little bit or whatever, but that's kind of it. So like hearing about her. So thank you for you do, for doing what you do, man.
0: Wow, it, it is a a pleasure to serve in this capacity for such a wonderful community. And it was really good talking to a couple of wonderful guys. Coach Tony, you got
2: anything? No, I, I agree with Dana. Thank you for putting this together and working hard on it every week or every three weeks um yeah thank you neil
0: what a great one jeeps make sure you tune in again on monday when tony and i cyber sit with cffp's newest coach and one of my newest personal heroes until then take care of each other be safe eat good live well and be sure to make a little time to be bad